You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome back to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast, brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, and influence. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, good leaders develop ideas, Great leaders develop people and the best leaders, well, they develop new leaders. And joining me on today's show is Bobby Umar. Bobby is an inspirational speaker. He's a coach who champions authentic connection and heart-based leadership. He is an Inc. Magazine Top 100 Leadership Speaker. He's also spoken at TEDx five times and with over 500,000 social media followers, Bobby is a recognized influencer and thought leader in networking, social media and personal branding important important topics where we're going to dive into today and Bobby is specifically going to share some key aspects to invest in and build a stronger thought leader personal brand must do speaker tips as a way to build a side hustle if you want to as a professional speaker as well as signature moves to optimize your authentic networking follow-up all very very important as you're building that thought leadership welcome to the show Thank you, Maria. I'm delighted to be here. Tell us a little bit of your backstory, if you will, the areas of, uh, as we said, networking, social media, personal branding. How did you get into those areas? And obviously, you've developed a real passion and now expertise and uh, sharing that with, with people all over the globe. But how did you come across those particular areas and, and develop your skills in, in, in them? Yeah, well, I think originally uh, when I started launched my career as a professional speaker uh, about 15 years ago, um, I, I'd, I'd had several careers, so I had a career in engineering, one before performing arts, the other one, another one in brand marketing, and I could never really fit. You know, I felt mm-hmm. kind of lost, I felt stuck, I felt unfulfilled, and that eventually became my why statement. But when I launched my speaking career and I dove my personal brand, I came up with the idea that, hey, you know what? Uh, here's certain paths that'll work for me, and I decided to become the speaker's thing. Screamed out me in terms of my values, my interests, my skills, my passions, and what I can tell you that happened was initially. Uh, I started out as a leadership speaker or a soft skill development speaker. And then the first thing that took off as one of my expertise was networking. I, get, I, get, I kept getting called to talk about networking, building relationships, doing a live networking session, networking in the office place, networking with colleagues, networking to build leads. And it became my go-to signature talk. And people want to know how to follow up, how to engage, how to start conversations, how to close conversations. So, so that became the first part of my expertise. Then a few years into uh, doing a keynote on networking, I talked about the idea of your brand, which is, you know, when you meet somebody, what is the memory? What is the experience? What is your promise you deliver to that person? I said, that's your personal brand. And when I said that, it completely resonated. People went bananas for that idea. Tell me more about this personal brand thing. How does it work with networking? And pretty soon I was talking about personal branding all the time. Mm-hmm. And soon personal branding became my second thing I would talk the most about. So networking and then personal branding. And then when I did my first of my five TEDx talks, I decided to, I realized that social media was here to stay. And I was like, you know what, let me, let me invest in social media. 
one of my friends had told me years ago, you know, Bobby, if you have a voice and a message for the world, you should be on all the social medias, including Twitter, which is one I had avoided. And so I said, fine. I, will, I launched a Facebook page, a newsletter, my Twitter strategy. And I started pumping content out there. And within six months of doing that uh, on Twitter, I had about 5,000 followers. And then someone said, Bobby, we love what you talk about. Can you come in and do a session on leadership and voluntary engagement? I was like, yeah, totally. And I was like, wow, I just got a professional speaking gig off of Twitter. Like, wow. And I was, I was amazed, right? This is great. Social media, man, I'm investing. And so I decided to invest in social media even further. And I developed different ways to build and so on. On Twitter, particularly when I hit 100,000 followers, I started to realize, okay, I'm getting building quite a bit of influence. Mm-hmm. This is great. I want to do this across all platforms. And that within two years of doing that, I would say that I started getting a lot of speaking gigs around social media. How do you engage? How do you build? How do you follow? How do you create content community? And that became my third area of expertise, which is social media and you know digital influence. And so they kind of all came along the way. And one of the things that I found is that as I as a built a brand around uh, what I call the power of connection, uh, these, three, these three expertise fit in a nice little triangle. Personal branding is the power of connection with the self. Uh, networking and building relationships is connection with others. And then digital influence and social media is connection with the world. And so everything yes. relates to my whole idea of the power of connection. Yeah. What I love about what you've just shared in your story, and I want to identify, and just in case people have missed missed this, and this is often what happens, you're there doing the work. You're leveraging it and you're finding out ways to leverage and get your message out there and connect. And people often will notice because you're probably using skills that you've developed and enhancing mm-hmm. it and even the natural skills and strengths too. And people will often recognize in you what you might be just doing naturally and then reaching out and saying, hey, we want to learn more about what you're doing. And sometimes what people do is they try and do that the other way. They try and position themselves, but they have not yet really built that credibility. When you're thinking about those different areas, um, would you, what what was happening for you at the time that you suddenly realized this actually fits together? Because why I ask is so many people do have um, expertise across different areas, but they're not yet seeing how they can all combine. Because you, I'd imagine, offer such a wealth and depth of experience and knowledge to share with clients and your audience because of the fact that you're drawing on all of these experiences and it's relevant and it supports them the best way. What were some of the ahas that you had that you can share with others today? Well, I think a, a big aha is the fact that you know we all wear multiple hats and we all have different aspects of our brand. So, uh, you know, one person is a dancer, but they're also into statistics. And yeah. uh, you know, for me, I was in performing arts but I was also an engineer and I was also a speaker. And so how do, how do these things all work together? What I've learned is that, you know, everything about your brand and your thought leadership brand can fit under the brand of you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just how you share the story and how you put it together. So like, you know, I've worked on my brand in the sense that everything I talk about from my why statement to the power of connection fits with everything I do, not just as a professional speaker, coach and author, but also it fits as a father, as a son, as a friend, everything I do around my brand is very, it's very, it's, it's very, it's all, it's all Bobby. So when you see me on Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever I am, it's the same Bobby. There's, there's slight difference in terms of, you know, how I gave my target audience, but it's the same me. I don't have three different Instagram profiles. I don't have two different Twitter profiles. I don't have two different LinkedIn, you know, profiles. Uh, it's all me. And I've been able to learn to merge that really well and also help others do that as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I tell them, like, you know what, you can completely do both. If you are into yoga, 
but you're also into, you know, uh, cybersecurity, go for it. Make that your story. Uh, yeah. It's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. I think it's totally fine. So for me, that was a big aha moment for me as I, as I went through that. The second thing is, um, you know, uh, you were right. Uh, as I went through my whole process, everything evolved. I'm always learning, getting feedback, and evolving, growing. So things have, over the years have changed. My target, my why statement, my branding, everything has always changed and evolved. The one I've had now has been the same for a couple of years, but, you know, I, it might evolve again. Yeah. And so the, the other big aha uh, thing is to con constantly evolve and grow and change with, with, with whatever you're doing. I mean, if you think about speaking, for example, I was a networking expert, and I still am. But at the time, I was networking at live events and in the workplace. Mm -hmm. I wasn't talking about how to network online. But eventually, I had to, I had to learn how to do it and teach people that, no, no, if you want to be a good networker, you have to learn to network online, too. And so now here's how you network with Twitter. Here's how you network with LinkedIn. Here's mm -hmm. how you network with Facebook. And so I had to evolve and grow as a leader and as a speaker. So I think that's another big thing that's, that's shifted over the years for me. Yes, we're going to dive in a bit deeper around the, the speaking because you're you're you'll be able to add value in that. But building that thought leadership brand across multiple platforms, you said you started Twitter. All of a sudden, you, you got a speaking gig from that, and thought, yeah. "Wow, okay." Imagine if I do that across multiple platforms. Right. What I often will see people do is they'll either neglect a particular platform. Um, hopefully, we've given them some you know some reasons why maybe they should start to to um, expand if they haven't already but what are some steps that you perhaps have done that we don't end up stretching ourselves too thin and then none of the platforms are building because as business owners we can sometimes get a little bit burnt out because we are stretching ourselves too thin mm -hmm. what are some strategies that you've done that enabled you to build you know your profile across multiple platforms now did you do them one at a time did you have a team behind you what were some yeah, of those that's a good question I and mean, there's lots of things so i mean one is you know having a clear objective and brand and target and voice for what you're doing um, so, you know, when I first started out, it was basically LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. That was the three that I did. Now, some people only do one. And the thing is, if you don't have the time, the resources, and you want to focus on one, pick the one where your audience and your objectives align, right? But I usually try to do three. I think three is great. So I focus on the three. The one I neglected at first was Instagram. So, but now, like, I'm on Instagram. That, that's, that's why I'm not trying to do that one. So that's one. The second thing to keep in mind is integration. So there are ways to integrate content and methodologies across all the platforms. Now it's different, like what I post on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook are different, but there are things that I post that are the same. So when I make a video, for example, uh, I will, I will uh, so when I do my, my, my own live streams, I have a Power Connection live stream, yeah. I broadcast across all three platforms. Uh, it's the same. Now, if I make a video though, uh, I'll do a video on LinkedIn usually first, and then I'll repurpose that content for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'll probably say different things about them, different hashtags, but I will be able to repurpose that content. So for me, that integration and that you know leveraging across is I think really, really important as well. Yeah. And then I, and I think the other thing to keep in mind is yeah, you can certainly find ways to get help. Uh, you know, I definitely uh, found uh, you know help from virtual assistants to you know automate or share certain contents that rely on my brand. I had to train them. I spent a lot of time training them to make sure here's what my brand is, here's what I want to share. Can you you know help me with that? I've also used different software tools to help me uh, integrate some of the, uh, like a perfect example is I use a combination of Meet Edgar and Up Content mm -hmm. to, to, find, to basically to find sophisticated ways to create content that aligns with what me and my audience wants. So yeah. for example, I've created a funnel just for personal branding content. And mm -hmm. I've had to hone it over about a year or so. 
Uh, but now it's very good. Like it definitely gives me good two or three articles every day that I'm posting automatically across Twitter because Twitter is a good place for automated content. Yes. Um, so I'm able to use that and I may have a virtual assistant help me with other stuff too. So I think all those three, these three things that I'm doing is to try to, to try to be more effective across the platforms. And the other thing, I'll, the last thing I'll both say is that if you, you know, don't have the resources or you want to figure out where to go, like most people burn out because they try too much. Mm-hmm. So now you get to a point where if you work with a coach, you work with someone who can clearly understand how much time you have, what your target target is, and also what is your overall social media savvy and mm-hmm. fear and apprehensions, you know, around video content, posting. Like I know some people are still afraid to even post one thing on yeah. even Facebook. And yeah. so you have to understand each, person, out there, isn't each it? person's different, right? And so you know, have to, you have to understand that and work with people on what works best for them because, yeah. you know, and, and then also know where you shouldn't be. Like, you know, in the beginning, I was trying everything. So when Vine came, I tried it. When Instagram came, I tried YouTube, I tried it. But now, you know, everyone's raving about TikTok. At this point, I don't need it. Mm. I Snapchat, I don't need it. But I've learned now to know what I don't need yes. and what I do want. And I think a lot of people also struggle with that because they're, they're, they're jumping on to the bandwagon each time yeah. uh, with for the, the new hot thing. But again, that's not always the best way to go. Yeah. And I love the way that you really started, uh, you know, defining that personal brand and where you really want to deliver that message. Because often what people will do is they might have a strategy about what they're posting, but because it's not focused and their message is too thin, they're not positioning that thought leadership, you know, that area of expertise. So that's something to, to consider too. Let's let's do a swap. Let's talk about signature moves to optimize your authentic networking networking following up or follow-up because you know posting content, that's fantastic. You know, sharing thought leadership, sharing other people's content into that particular area. You are positioning your thought leadership, but also the connections that you are built. And I know for a long time I've neglected to do that to the degree now that I'm really focusing on, mm-hmm. um, you know, reaching out, DMing, using that those tools to also mm-hmm. build relationships. What are some of the things that you're doing that you see is working really well to enhance that online relationship building? There's a couple of things. So one is, uh, you know, understanding the spectrum between online and offline. So live to online. So when I meet someone at an event, let's say, I'm, you know, there's a LinkedIn local in Toronto at February 26th. I'll meet someone there. I feel like it's a good connection. I will add them on LinkedIn. And then I'll follow up with a message. But, you know, when you meet somebody or you get their business card, what are you going to do with these things? There's got to be some sort of follow-up. Not following up renders networking useless. What's the point of getting their card or adding on LinkedIn if you're not going to do anything with it? So for me, one of the things I do is my, one of my signature moves is, you know, the, 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 the follow-up after meeting them live. Because what you want to do is you want to, when you meet someone live, you want to get them connected online and then yes. eventually get them to that one-on-one meeting in person, whether it's a Zoom call or whether it's actually, a, you know, a copy, a copy chat, that type of thing. So I have a signature move in terms of, you know, when I, within, within two business days, I will message them and I will give them, number one, context. We met you, we met at this LinkedIn local event in Toronto. Number two, I give, uh, I give gratitude. I was really grateful for a chat on such and such topic, or I saw, I saw you speak, or we talked about this. I was impressed by this. Mm-hmm. Number three, I go for the ask. What is the, what is the ask? I want to share this article with you. I want to connect you to this person I know. I want to ask you a question about this. I want to, you know, I invite you to be on my, my LinkedIn show. What, what exactly is the ask? And the number four is to be concise. Super, super concise to the point. People don't have time to read through your entire story uh, of your life and what you've been through. Just get to the point and offer that gratitude. 
And that starts a connection really, really well for me. So that, that's something, that's a signature move that you know, I always try to help people do. And I, and I say, do it within two business days. Don't wait. Even if you do wait, it's okay. But ideally, within two business days of having met someone at an event, that to me is a, is a really big piece. Yeah. Then the other, the, other, the other big tip I'll give you is that when it comes to online engagement, you know, when I post a, a live stream or a video on my pages and people engage, you got to engage back. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's like someone saying, hey, I think that's really important because, and then nothing, crickets, like you have to say something. So yeah. I always engage just about, like the only time I have it, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good about this, but uh, unless I have a post that goes ridiculously viral and I've had a few of those doozies, but generally speaking, I will reply to every single comment that someone gives me. And on top of that, for many of the comments, particularly the really rich discussions, I will reach out with an inbound message privately. Hey, that was really great. Thank you so much for that. Really appreciate that. And so mm -hmm. that's another thing I do to really do well with the connections. And the last thing I'll give you, the third little tip in terms of how I engage people, it's not just about text anymore. You know, voice, mm -hmm. voice, video. Once in a while, I'll throw in a voice message to hear my voice and they, hey, Bobby, how are you, right? Or I'll, I'll even do a video, just 30 seconds. Hey, thanks for connecting, really appreciate that. And that type of stuff amplifies the connection with somebody 100 mm -hmm. times. Yeah, so, so true. And I guess it's one of those things, get um, get into the consistency of being consistent, isn't yeah. it? And, and uh, you know, often people will start doing something and they don't do it frequently enough to be able to identify, look, this is working or hang on, can I tweak this? Can I tweak the message slightly that will get a little bit more engagement? And there's definite merit in that because I remember working with someone um, who was very much, you know, on LinkedIn and we crafted some just some typical scripts that we would use but in our own voice and I got a lot of feedback from people to say look I've had a lot of contact you know contact from people that have just connected with me but yours felt it was different it stood out it felt really friendly so I was I was really curious you know and of course the conversation that we had I wasn't hey buy my product buy my product it was a, a real I wanted to get right. to know them and they said it was refreshing and I think one of the things that you said when you do show up like that it will stand out because a lot of people are doing, they're either doing nothing or they're really spamming people, aren't they? And yeah. it's like, buy my product, buy my product. Right, it's right. A huge, huge, huge turn off. Are you starting to use, um, you know, the messaging, like take, just like you would say, take the conversation from the face-to-face -face online, then take that into the DMs and then the nice message, the follow-up, because then you get them into that, Zoom call, or maybe right. if you've got an opportunity to face to face, would you say that a lot of people leave that whole kind of process like they connect on LinkedIn and then they never follow up, and that they're thinking, well, why doesn't anyone ever contact me? Well, you haven't really followed up. Is, yeah, is, and and one of the things I I teach in my networking talks yeah. that I do around the world is there's a spectrum, right? So there's the you meet you meet them live, you meet them the video's kind of throwing me out because it's backwards. So you meet them live at an event, right? And so you meet them at an event. So that, that's meeting them live. Then you, you move them over to uh, online. So now you connect on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you are. Then you send them, yeah, you send messages back and forth, you know, and then eventually you want to get them to that copy. Now what happens is, is that at every one of those three stages, people screw up. So you meet them at a live event, first time. Is there follow-up? No. You have the card, did you do something? No. So right away, that's the first problem. The second one is, okay, now we're connected on LinkedIn. Now what do you do? Do you engage them? Do you send them content? Do you try to have conversation with them? Are they engaging with you and your content? Are you engaging their content? No. Okay, that's another problem. 
Uh, third part, okay, now have we started a conversation through DMs to get to a point where we can meet live in person or have a Zoom call? No? Okay, well then, well, the challenge with most people is that they, they, they don't do something at each of those three different aspects of what I call, it's the in real life and social media spectrum. You can enter any one of those three points, but you have to move forward and follow up to get to that next stage in that relationship. Because I do what you want to do is you want to build a relationship and you want to build value and get yes. to the point where we have that conversation. And you can't have a conversation with everybody, but mm-hmm. I, ideally with conversations, you start to realize the ones you want to have conversations with and who you want to engage with because it's going to add value to both you and the other person. Yeah. One of the things that I think um, I've learned over the years too, and I'm sure this is something that you reinforce with uh, the clients and the people that that you you speak with and and to, of course, is that relationship building takes time, but it is worth it. Because Mm -hmm. even though you may meet someone and nothing happens till months down the track, they could possibly be one of your high level clients or recommend you to one of their high level clients. You just don't know. And I think people don't take, because somehow there's this disconnection that, oh, it's online, but you can build and develop solid relationships with people sure. online and open up to communities you would never have had an opportunity to do if you were only looking, well, uh, you know, face-to-face and, and not really connecting and developing that relationship online. Yeah, and the, thing, and the thing to keep in mind is that, you know, every person is a bridge to someone or something else. You have no idea whether this person is connected to the person or the company that you want to be part of. And yes. that's, a, that's a huge thing. And social media has amplified our ability and our reach, again, a thousand times. So now instead of having, you know, 100 bridges, you now have access to tens of thousands of bridges to all these people, and you never know. I mean, you and I met on social media, now here we are talking live across the world, 16 hours apart. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I found you from the content that you were sharing. I thought, oh. (laughs) <laughs> Need to get Bobby on the show. I'm sure, you, as you are, and you are, I, I knew as soon as I saw your profile that you would add immense value. Now, one of the things that I love about your story, and you mentioned this, and this happens so often, is you got a speaking event and you weren't doing so purposefully. It was it was kind of like by accident because it was something you shared. Someone saw and said, hey, can we hire you to speak? Now, of course, you do it far more intentionally and you help clients to be able to do the same. Let's talk about some of the must-do speaker tips to help people build that side hustle as a professional speaker. What are some things that we need to know? Sure. So uh, when I let me focus on what uh, people are doing wrong. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's so many people. So there are many reasons. First off, I think everyone should be speaking. And, you know, if we, if we take it back to thought leadership, and, and let me just talk a bit about thought leadership for a second. So <clears throat> in terms of thought leadership, I define it with three things. Every single thought leader from Oprah to Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, Bernie Brown, um, there are three things they're all doing to build thought leadership. Number one, they're building deep and broad relationships. So they have deep connections and broad connections. They're working on that. Number two, they're always generating new ideas and content. Oprah's writing a book and Gary Vaynerchuk is doing a video and Brandon Brown's doing uh, some research, but they're always creating ideas and content around what, what, what their expertise is. And then number three, they're always working on their speaking, they're writing, they're always writing, they're always speaking, they're always writing, they're always speaking. So those three things are going to build thought leadership for you. And if you want to become a thought leader, personal brand in shoemaking or nanotechnology or cybersecurity, whatever it might be, you have to be doing those three things. And the more you do those three things, the bigger and better and more quickly your thought leadership brand is going to build. So that, that's an important piece. Now, if we move to speaking, so I believe everyone should be speaking because if you're in corporate, 
you now have experiences and stories that you can share with the world that will help your fellow employees as well as people in the industry or as well as people around the world. If you've been working on a business and you've built a six, seven, eight figure business, you have insights that you can share with the world. You can talk about your product and even sell your business. Or if you've done something really interesting, or if you're a coach, or if you have a book, you have things you can talk about that's going to add value to the world. So I think everyone should be a speaker. Now, here's where the problem lies. The problem lies in how to actually do this. So the biggest challenge I've seen is most people who have expertise or have experience or have really, really you know, good stories to tell, they don't know how to package it in a proper speaker story and speaker brand. And, and they can't figure out how to resonate, how to make that resonate with people. So that, that's the first thing to struggle with. The second thing to struggle with is what kind of topics will resonate? Often people come to me with two or three of their topics they want to do and they make no sense or they don't gel or they're not aligned with their brand. And I'm like, you know, this is not going to get attention. You're not going to be able to book a gig uh, with this type of thing. You need to have it more refined and make it more clear. And the third thing that people struggle with when it comes to building a speaking business or getting building side hustles for speaking is the approach. How do you get out there and pitch, attract, negotiate opportunities for more speaking? Most people don't know where to start. And it, and again, it starts by having a clear speaker story and brand. It comes with having a clear uh, clear um, topics and why, it's, why they're beneficial to the people you're pitching to. And then number three, having clear pitch materials. So pitch materials like things like, what is your uh, your subject line, your email? Do you have a sell sheet? Do you have a video reel? Do you have a website? And what do you actually say in your messaging to get people's attention? Yeah, I love that. And, you know, once people are clear on that, I'd imagine too that they've got their, their website, a lot of information is there and accessible for people uh, because as event coordinators or people that are potential, looking for potential speakers, I'd imagine a lot of them now, and correct me if I'm wrong, do, do research before they even approach you now to see what, what content are they sharing? Is it consistent across a number of different platforms? Has anything changed in that area that we need to be aware of, that people need to be aware of when it comes to positioning themselves in front of, you know, associations, event coordinators and, and such like that? Well, I mean, you, you, kind, of, you kind of hit the jackpot with everyone's going to Google you, right? Yeah. But what they're really going to do is they're going to find out is there any content about you. So there's two things that are, that are really important, especially now. One is testimonials. Uh, you know, it's, it's not that hard to get testimonials, but a lot of people don't take the time to do that. You know, you have a nice LinkedIn profile, but are there, are there people talking about who you are and how great you are? Because third-party uh, assessments of who you are and how good you are are in, invaluable. So that's the one thing. The second thing is the power of video and live stream. So, you know, if you're going to be a speaker about a topic and you, you want to talk about the stuff, you want to be a thought leadership brand, and there's nothing of you speaking anywhere, that's a problem. Yes. So, you know, you, you got to be out there speaking, do, doing panels, whatever it might be, but also create some video, create some live streams to get people to see how you talk. People right now are watching me and seeing how I talk and like, wow, he's, it's 10 o'clock at night and he's super, super engaged, <laughs> super enthusiastic. Isn't he tired? Yeah, maybe I am. But you know what? I'm enthusiastic because I love to, and people see my personality. And yeah. so I think you want to, make sure you're leveraging videos and live stream and putting that stuff out there. And it, it's, a, it's mind-boggling how few people do this, including yeah. speakers. There are speakers out there who are too shy or too fearful of putting video content out there. Like, you can train yourself to do this. Only 1% of all LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn users are creating content. Of that, only 1% of those content creators are doing video content. So we're yes. talking like, you know, 600 million down to 6 million down to like, you know, 60,000 60, people are doing video content. Like, 
there's a huge opportunity for you to grow yourself and make yourself you know known so people when people event planners everyone looks at you they say wow look at those great videos of this guy i want his energy or her energy on stage yeah, so true, Bobby. I mean, I, I, I often, well, one of the things that I do is work, help people get their podcasts and they think audio podcasts, but now there's a whole module in there about live streaming yes. because you need to be on video and you know what? The first live stream, you will, you'll, yeah, there'll be things that you do yeah. that you ah, but you know yeah. what? Again and again and again Just and start. sometimes. I think often too, when you have um, you have an appreciation of someone, when you see them, you know, natural, and they may laugh or something, because it's often how they react and respond with a guest or whatever that really brings the person behind that expert or whatever. And I think it's all about relationships. And it's look, do it, do it now, and because as you continue to do that, you'll get more and more confident. Till all of a sudden you realise, hey, I'm doing that, and you know, I didn't procrastinate for half an hour before I pressed the the go live button kind of thing it, it's just one of those things isn't it and, and one thing i'd like to add about speaking is that you know i mentioned the three aspects of file leadership right so networking idea generation and working or speaking and writing when you speak and whether you go on a panel or you make a video anything anything to with speaking it covers all three because yeah. you're already writing stuff to plan your speech or plan your video you're then doing the speaking which is on the video or on the panel Number two, idea generation content. You're sharing your ideas, you're creating content, you're creating tips, and then you're networking because you're basically going to events to speak, to network with people, and that content as, as a speaker will generate, will generate leads because people want to reach out to you and talk to you. So speaking is the best way to do all three aspects of building a thought leadership personal brand. Yeah, so is. I recently went to a LinkedIn uh, live uh, event in Melbourne here where, where I'm based, Bobby, and one of the things that I noticed, and I'm sharing this because exactly what you were saying, you know, sometimes you'll you'll go to an event and you can cover a number of those things off. You know what people were doing, and I'm sure you do this too, they took their iPhone with them and sometimes a selfie stick and they asked key questions and they interviewed other people who were there at yeah. the event. Then they used those videos and uploaded them to to you to to LinkedIn, tagged those people, and then all of a sudden this conversation was going because you know people go oh they love seeing themselves. You've got valuable content that you're sharing, and it's a community of people who are liking, sharing, and commenting. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. I think that's a, a great way to do it, and I, I do it all the time when I go to LinkedIn live events. I will take the camera. Hey, let's do a quick two-minute video. It's it's amazing because and when you tag people and they they love it. they love the attention and it creates yes. a conversation. I think it's so easy to, to have some really easy content. If, all you gotta do is ask. Yeah. Hey, can we do a quick two-minute video? Just ask people. Yeah, and that's one thing. You held up your phone there. We have uh, recording studios in our fingertips, carrying yeah. around. Bag yeah. in our pocket. You yeah. don't need a lot of expensive equipment. Sure, you might be able to get a you know a lapel mic or something like that. But really, and that's sometimes what people stops them. Oh, I don't have expensive equipment and stuff. Right. You don't need to, do you? You really just yeah. need your smartphone and and off you go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the, the first level is just use the phone. Second yeah. level is a good mic, good lighting, and then after that, you can go even more advanced. But that's yeah. all you need, right? Yeah. Fantastic. And you know what? As Bobby said, get started. Get out there. Start to build the personal brand across, uh, you know, the threes. I love the power of three as well. That, that's so very important. And it is late for you. I know that we have, we've we just covered so much, so much awesome golden nuggets there for people, Bobby. Share with people how can they connect with you, how can they find out more, how can they work with you, all of that good stuff. 
Sure. So, I mean, uh, my two main websites are Rayallen.com, which is my speaking, uh, training, coaching company. Uh, number two is DYPB.ca, which is my personal branding company and startup that I'm working on. Uh, and, of course, you can follow my LinkedIn company page. Or you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. I have the same handle to Rayhan Bobby across all the platforms. And, uh, yeah, you can just uh, and message me anytime or comment on my, on my stuff and you can see what I'm up to. And, uh, again, remember, I answer all questions. I engage all comments. So yes. if you comment, I will engage. Yeah. What I love about, um, you know, the online platform too is that if you're not sure about something, go and find someone who is doing it really well, such as you, Bobby. Watch what they do. Model it. I mean, obviously don't copy what they're doing, but, you know, use it in your own environment with your content. But sometimes model that in your own environment, in your own industry, and that will give you a really good, um, yeah, depiction of how to start leveraging it and just getting out there and doing that, getting consistent. And then soon you'll build a profile as Bobby has across different platforms and then people will reach out. Yeah, that's sure. a great point. That's a great point. One of my key success factors, I would say, is modeling myself after people that I really uh, was impressed by. So like, you know, Back in the day in Twitter, you know, I saw a tweet chat by uh, Lolly Daskal called um, yeah. Lead From Within. I was like, this is really interesting. Let me start my own, uh, you know, my own tweet chat. And so I started doing that, right? Yeah. I saw people doing, uh, I saw as, I saw Gary Vaynerchuk do Ask Gary V show. I was like, you know what? I want to do a show where I, be, I just answer questions. And so yeah. I, you learn from people across all the platforms, what they're doing, and you just try to take best practices and feed that into yourself. It's, it's a fantastic yeah. way to grow yourself. Yeah, what I love about that art, the, what Gary does with the Ask Gary V, and what you're doing, asking, answering questions. How often do we? What do I need to write about? Ask your community, add yeah. value into what they're saying. You don't need to come up with the topics; they'll tell you yes. what they need. And as you continue to add value to that, they will come, you know, more and more out to say, "Look, now I'm stuck in this area." So often we just follow the breadcrumbs. Where do I need to add more value? Where, where does my audience need the most expertise that I can share? And from there, um, yeah, you, you're building this profile as right. someone who's that go-to in that particular area. So love, love, love that. Thank you. Once again, for coming on the show, brilliant. I uh, love connecting. Of course, we are streaming live, and so you'll be—I'll be tagging Bobby in um, the the videos here. So please reach out and all the channels and um, go and stalk him. But do it nicely. Go and reach out and, and let them know that you heard about him. If you haven't already, I'm sure everybody who's who's watching or listening to this has already heard about you, Bobby, because of the profile that you've been building. But if you haven't, maybe that one person, sure. reach out and let Bobby know that you heard for, about him through this show. All right, Bobby, all the very best and thanks once again. Thank you. Appreciate it, Emery. It was great. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free five-day money, marketing and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. We'll be